Welcome to my hometown, filled with murder, mysteries, the paranormal, and a fair share of hauntings. This is Local Legends. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Local Legends with Lark Farley. I'm your host, Lark. If you're new here, hello and welcome. I'm so glad you could join us. To give a little overview of what this podcast is all about, basically every Sunday I discuss with you all local stories ranging from true crime to the paranormal from my small hometown, Brown County, in Indiana. Most of the stories I share will be sourced from the local paper, the Brown County Democrat. If you'd like to share your own hometown stories or just drop a line, you can email me at locallegendswithlark at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. As always, all the articles used for this episode will be linked in the description should you want to check them out for yourself. All right. Let's get into it. So today's story is one of the spoops. I love ghost stories, and this is one that is very popular and very famous in Brown County. It's probably the biggest ghost story, if not the biggest ghost story from Brown County, Indiana. Yeah, I just, I think of all paranormal type stories and tales to share, ghost stories are my absolute favorite. And you might be thinking, Lark, do you believe in ghosts? Spoiler alert, I don't. Unfortunately, I I am the skelly of the group, if you will. But today we're leaving my skulliness at the door and we're just going to embrace the story and go along with it and have the most fun. Because not only is this a great story with an interesting ghost that does interesting things. It is also actually a really good historical tale. We get to have a little history sprinkled in there, a little spoops. So get a blanket, get your favorite hot beverage, let's get all cozy and set the scene for this nice little ghost story. So today we'll be talking about um, the story ends Blue Lady. We're going to start from the very beginning. So Story Inn is a very, very, very small, rustic town in the outskirts of Brown County in the middle of absolute nowhere. Just absolute nowhere. It is, there's nothing around it. It doesn't have access or resources to anything. It's just a very small ghost town. <laughs> See what I did there? Story Inn was a town that began and originated when President Millard Fillmore granted the land of Story Indiana and Brown County to Dr. Gregory Story. And of course, he had to to name the town after himself. You know, that's a given. So, you know, Dr. Gregory Story in 1851 got this town from President Millard Fillmore. It was founded uh, to be originally as a logging town. And in its, like, prime was one of the larger settlements in the area. It was an extremely rural town with a population of 175 people. It was a farming village. Um, They had a sawmill, you know, a grain mill, butcher shop, post office, general store, and school, and that's it. The main highway and main railroad of the time uh, did not go by story, nor was it close at all. Remember what I said about it being cut off? It's literally cut off from everything. And when the Great Depression hit, it drove people from story elsewhere. So they all left and scattered. In 1960, to make matters worse, so, you know, the Great Depression happened, people left Story, and then in 1960, that's when it really got bad because the state dammed Salt Creek, which is a creek that runs very close to Story, to form what is now Lake Monroe, which is the biggest lake, you know, in that area. So Lake Monroe gets formed, and this caused the town of Story to be cut off and not have easy access to larger towns, such as Brown County and Bloomington, and thus the town's population dwindled. 
And do you want to guess at, at the population of story today? I'll give you a few seconds to think about it. A six. The population of story is six. So it went from 175 in 1851 to the grand and great total of six uh, in 2021. So there you go. So, you know, it's, it's a very small town, okay? Very small. There's nothing to it anymore, unfortunately. And then in 1978, a couple by the name of Benjamin and Cynthia Schultz bought the general store and inn, destroy inn, as well as 23 acres. So they bought it. And then 15 years later, Benjamin and Cynthia sold the inn and land to the current owner, the present day owner, a lawyer from Indianapolis by the name of Rick Hofstetter. So now, in present modern day, the entire town of Story is now the Story Inn. So that's all that's in Story now. So remember how originally we said, you know, there's a grain mill, sawmill, butcher shop, post office, general store, school. The only building that is still standing in that town and the only building that the town of Story has is the inn. The Story Inn. That's it. Everything else is gone. So that is literally the town. There's a sprinkling of houses and an inn. And that's all. That's it. So anyway, so Rick bought it and then restored and reopened the Story Inn as a bed and breakfast and restaurant, which it is today. It is still a, a open for business bed and breakfast restaurant. So you're like, okay, I get it. You know, I get it, Lark. What, okay, we got the history. Where's the ghost come in? How does that come in? So now we're going to look at the ghosty woasties parts of the story. So the Story Inn is considered by many to be one of the most haunted places in Indiana, in the entire state, okay? We're not just talking about Brown County, we're not just talking about Monroe County. Oh, no, 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 no. We're talking about the entire state of Indiana, and that is actually a fact. I was looking up, like, spooky stories, you know, in Brown County, and this is the number one. The abs absolute hands down. If you were to Google ghosts in Brown County, this is the top one you're going to get. So the ghost of Story Inn, they've dubbed her the Blue Lady. And it's said that she's supposed to be the wife of Gregory Story. So the doctor. The, the founder of the town. That's the, his wife. And his wife's name, who's the ghost, is Jane Story. And her appearance predates the current owner, Hofstetter, by 30 years. So I was like looking at this. I'm like, okay, does this guy just like make this all up, you know, to bring business and attention to the new inn that he reopened? And apparently, according to what I was able to find, there are official records of ghost stories related to this blue lady, Jane's story, that do predate the current owner by 30 years. And they're documented because what happened was, um, so it was a, it's, it's an inn. It was an inn back in the 1800s. And they had, you know, where guest books, where people could fill them out and comment and, and that type of thing. And the owners throughout the years kept all of the books. Like they kept them in the attic. And the previous owners to Hofstetter, Benjamin and Cynthia, found them and preserved them. And then Hofstetter had them as well. So the, that's where they have those official, you know, recorded documentation, supposedly, of the ghosts. Anyway, so yeah, Ho Hofstetter found the guest books that spanned, you know, like I said, several decades that li all listed eerily similar encounters of the Blue Lady. So that's apparently where things were like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't just hearsay because I guess they were like down to the detail, the way that they would describe her, the way that every, all of the stories were the same. They're, they weren't different. 
and all of the encounters of the ghost took place in the same room, which was Jane's room. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so anyway, so the ghost is only, she's, she's, just, she's on a free-roaming apparition, okay? She's not going to show up at the front stoop and welcome you in, right? You're not going to meet her when you're trying to sign in. No, that's not her thing. She's going to be locked and loaded in her room. Which, as you might imagine, is probably the one and only room of the inn that's booked throughout the year, right? Because everybody, I mean, if I was going to go to this inn, I'd be like, I want the ghost room, please. Change my mind, please. I don't want to believe in ghosts. So anyway, all the encounters took place in Jane's room, which was the room directly located over the restaurant of the inn, which for her, I feel unfortunate for. You know, if she's a ghost and I have to spend the rest of eternity haunting this area, and you put a restaurant underneath my room where I now, you know, I wasn't resting in peace to begin with. Now I'm really not. You know, I'd haunt them too, to be honest. I don't want to hear the pa- the plates clanging, forks dropping, people laughing. The No, I'm not about that life. I would be upset. I would be upset as well. So according to the guest books, if the blue, so okay. Here's where I kept getting confused. So all right, we know that the ghost is locked and loaded in Jane's room, her room. Which is directly above the restaurant. But she has a very specific formula on how you then get her to haunt you, to appear, okay? So the way that you do that, if you're like, all right, Jane, I'm here. I want to talk to you, girl. What up? You have to specifically light the specific lamp, okay, in her room that has a blue bulb. So it's a blue light lamp. Are you following me here? So a blue light lamp in her room And here's where it gets weird. So you have to take the blue light lamp and you have to place it on the opposite side of the room from where you are. It can't be next to you, can't be parallel to you. It's got to be on the opposite side of the room, okay? And then she's said to appear if you do that. Blue light lamp, opposite side of the room. Everyone describes her as having uh, pale blue eyes. And this is where, okay, so this is interesting. She's, she's a weird one. She leaves behind blue items, like tangible, physical items, all of which are blue. Blue bottles, blue ribbon, blue lace, blue rings, blue, blue things. And I found that to be so odd. You know, I've heard a lot of ghost stories in my life and I've looked up and read a lot of ghost stories in my life and I am having a hard time remembering any where the supposed apparition leaves physical objects behind. I just felt like that was a very oddly specific and weird thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, I've just not heard of that before. So, yeah, apparently if if you summon her and she appears, she'll leave behind a blue object. And then after she leaves, so after she disappears, there is a strong odor of cherry tobacco which permeates the room once she leaves. And it's said that Jane was extremely fond of cherry tobacco and it was her signature scent when she was still alive. 
so as far as other details behind the blue, uh, you know, besides the blue items, you're like, okay, what else does she do? Does she talk? You know, is she walking around? It's a full body apparitions. We talking door slamming? No. So what she supposedly said to do is so ghost hunters, you know, obviously are frequent visitors, frequent flyers at this end, if you will. And there's been several reports. So she slams doors. There's orbs that are shot on video and camera. Uh, as well as flying and suspended objects. So I was like, what is that? Are we talking like flying saucers? Like, like, huh? What are we talking about? And apparently she just likes to break plates and move forks around and like move things around. And, And apparently almost caused someone to have a heart attack because they went into the room and all the objects were levitating. I mean, that'd give me a heart attack, too. I I don't know if I'd make it through that. That'd probably be the end. And then I'd be haunting the end with her. Yeah, suspended objects. And so, according to Hofstetter, then this really made me laugh. So, this is his direct quote, okay? He says, Our rooms have no TVs, radios, or clocks. When you hear gunfire, you don't jump. It's friendly gunfire. Someone's bringing home a deer for dinner. I just thought that was hilarious. Like, this is part of, like, the official story and website, This Man Said This. And, and that's another interesting thing about this inn is like he restored it to the way that it was in the 1800s as close as he could get it. And that in, entails, I mean, there's electricity, obviously, and, and running water and all that jazz. But there are no clocks and there is no TV or radios or anything of that nature in the rooms of this inn. Just something very interesting, I thought. And then I've, I found it at an encounter that someone put on the official, you know, website that I found. Uh where they, like, gave a very brief summary of their experience staying in Jane's room. So this visitor, they stated, I walked past a bookshelf and heard a noise behind me. My husband turned white. Did you see that, he said? The books just flew off the shelf. They didn't fall. They threw themselves off it. So anyway, I thought that was funny. Because, yeah, apparently she just likes throwing stuff around. Which, I mean, it's probably because she's mad. Because they didn't go to bed for till 4 a.m. Because they're down there having fun with their margaritas in the restaurant. And she's like, listen up. Listen up. I know you're going to come back here and I know you're going to be drunk. So here's some books in your face. You know what I'm saying? I think this ghost is a very sassy one and I love it. You know, we stand we stand a sassy queen who's haunting this inn for all eternity and trying to make it fun and amusing. And honestly, it is now my personal goal to stay at Story Inn and walk out with a blue object of some sort. I don't care if it's the owner that's placing these blue objects. You know, maybe, no, I redact that statement. If the owner is coming into my room while I'm asleep at night to purposefully place blue objects so that I can believe in ghosts, that's not okay. That's creepy. We don't, we don't stand that. But if, you know, me, a scully in the world, can be proven wrong and stay in that room and walk out with a blue object and it's actually from Jane's ghostly corpse fingers that'd be great honestly that's a goal that that I mean like that would be awesome I, I could die happy with that but yeah that so that's the story I uh I've never stayed at this inn but I've, I definitely have a quick story about it so I've driven past it multiple times um again it's in the middle of nowhere it's not easy to get to it's extremely out of the way the internet and your phone like your cell will just not work so you can't use google maps to find it if that makes sense because like it is so off the grid that google maps don't know where you at and it's not going to work 
so keep that in mind when, if you try to find this place. So anyway, I was telling one of my friends about it, and he was like, oh, we got to go check it out. And so it was like, you know, 8 p.m. We go in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it is it is dark. It is scary. We're in the car. And this the road to take you to Story is extremely windy. Like, very, very windy. And, and at night, there's no reflective parts of the road because, again, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like, why would they do that? And so we're driving. There's curves and winds. And there's, is there some scary houses back there that you drive by? Like, for example, there was, like, a trailer with no doors and all the windows busted out and people were, like, having a party in there. I was just like, oh, okay. So, anyway, we're driving back there in the middle of night, pitch black, and we get to the inn. And so it's already been closed, obviously. It's it's at night and it's not open. And so we're like, oh, well, maybe we can just, like, walk around and look through the windows to try to see the blue lady. So we go up to it and there's a motorcycle gang parked in front of the inn. And then that's when we're like, okay, peace, and we leave. Because, again, like, when you get to the when you get to the town, there is literally nothing there but the inn. It is the inn, a few street lights, a few street lamps, a few houses, and that is it. That's the town. I I'd highly, I would highly recommend in the daytime, like, driving out there, uh, if you can find it, to see it. Because it is an interesting building. It's built very interestingly. You know, you can tell it's old. You can tell it's definitely been reconstructed to be old, if that makes sense. And, yeah, I mean, if you've stayed there or ever experienced the Blue Lady, please drop a line and email me. I'd love to hear your experience. It's locallegendswithlark at gmail.com. And, you know, maybe one day I'll check back in with you all and do an updated episode on this if I myself have stayed there and experienced anything. You know, I'd love to be proven wrong. I would love to be haunted. That sounds like a treat. And it sounds like it could be fun. And honestly, you know, I may not know much about ghosts or believe in ghosts, but I don't know. Maybe Jane isn't even Jane. Maybe Jane is a poltergeist. Sounds like she likes throwing stuff around and leaving objects. It's kind of like their calling card, right? So I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, I hope that Jane is living her best life, whether she's in the ground or uh, running around wrecking havoc, you know. Peace be with you, girl. And... Yeah, so that's that's our first official ghost story, our first official step into the paranormal direction. There's a ton more to come, by the way. I have a lot of material to work with in terms of the paranormal in Brown County, which you might find that surprising, but um, yeah, we got we got a lot of episodes coming up. Let me tell you, ghosts, uh, no goblins, surprisingly, but I mean, we may or may not be talking about like the best, the best cryptid, and I will fight people on this, Bigfoot himself might make an appearance he might he might um so stay tuned on those if paranormal's your thing and we'll definitely have more coming but yeah so next week we're doing i don't know i know true crime stuff isn't probably everyone's cup of tea however if i don't start covering more of those stories this will become a true crime podcast which is something i don't want i want to be able to have a lot of variety of topics and not pigeonhole myself into one so next week will be a more true crime um unsolved case uh at least for now there could be an update but i want to go ahead and cover it in case there is an update i can do a separate episode to cover that so this case is one of a jane doe yep a body that was discovered a while back in Brown County 
Um, there was one short update uh, related to that case, but of course they're not releasing any details as to the why and the how and the who uh, because it's still an on, uh, ongoing murder investigation. So check in next week if you want to hear more details about that. I'll be going into that in a lot more depth because that is something that you're going to find is reoccurring. Uh, bodies being discovered and found in Brown County. So we'll talk more about that next week if you want to tune in for that. Otherwise, have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. Bye!